0: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonas Takai over there. He is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the uh pacific northwest where uh spring and summer are never going to come we just it's, it's just going to go straight to fall and start snowing again i feel like because this is getting ridiculous um so there's a lot of talk often about how um how much foreign ownership of u.s treasuries there is and you know i'm looking at a breakdown that comes from the federal reserve of foreign investment of u.s treasuries and it's actually declined uh pretty precipitously since 2011 2012 Uh, So foreign investors, all foreign investors, you know, Japan, Europe, China, they own 30% of U.S. Treasuries, which sounds like a lot. But when you think about the rest, 70% of U.S. Treasuries are owned by Americans in one form or another, whether it's the Federal Reserve, U.S. pensions, mutual funds, uh, institutions, U.S. households, and insurers. So when you think about – you know, everybody always talks about the Chinese own all the government debt and they're going to, you know, and they're going to dump it. And it's like, well, here's the deal the, the US Treasury market is the most liquid, deepest bond market in the world and nothing even comes close. The Europeans, if they could get their act together, could replicate it in the Eurozone, but they can't get their act together and they're not going to anytime soon. And so, you know, when I, when Josh and I hear a lot about the demise of the dollar, and it's you know both sides of that aisle are now having this conversation, it seems like um, remember the U.S. Treasury market is where everybody puts money when all you know what breaks loose. So when we have a global financial crisis or banks fail or there's problems overseas, everybody buys treasuries, and so. The, you know we are the center of the universe still financially and we are the best house in a bad neighborhood globally and so that's what you should always remember: is that what do people buy when they're nervous about whatever it is? And it's called, it's U.S. Treasuries. And so the you know we are will continue to be able to issue debt. Now the, they have to the raise the debt ceiling, that could be a real big problem. And they need to stop making this this political volleyball. But uh, other than that, the U.S. dollar, in my lifetime at least, or in the you know my rest of my career, is not at risk of not being the. Uh, the reserve currency of the world. If
2: you're ever worried or want insight into what happens when there is real financial stress in the world, go back and look at what the dollar did to every relative to every other developed currency on Earth back in March of 2020, uh, during the corona, the depths of the coronavirus pandemic. And
1: yeah, because think about it: if you're in any other part of the world, where do you think the bastion of hope is financially? It's the United States. It's not even close. I mean, what are you going to, what are you going to buy? Kroner, what do you? I mean, what are you gonna buy? Well,
2: and you know, there's definitely like legitimate trade mechanisms being devised. Uh, different, you know, the Egyptians are doing this swap with gold, et cetera, for the Saudis. But my point, like the point is, is like Saudi, the Saudi sovereign wealth fund, which is where they. Accrue all their savings, turns around and reinvests that money uh, into dollar-denominated assets in the form of U.S. and European publicly traded businesses. Uh, and of course, you know our geopolitical competitors would love to. And would love to watch us continue to undermine our own competitive advantage. But even our geopolitical competitors, the rich people there, want to buy real estate and other dollar-denominated holdings, ultimately, and get out of their own, uh, get out of their own country. Yeah, and
1: the, what person around the world is going to buy the Chinese yuan as, like, the reserve currency Put, uh, or invest in China? I mean, that's, that's laughable to us. When
2: aspiring young professionals in developed economies are lining up to get into Russia and China is when you need to be concerned about the dollar status as a reserve currency but that's not even close to happening of course not because what who in their right mind would want to live want to live in a place
1: like that when you could come to the United States okay let's talk about health savings accounts so the first thing to know what what is a health savings account um, and and why and you know who's who's uh, eligible for them uh, so a health savings account is essentially attached to your health insurance and so in order to have a health savings account you need to have a high deductible health insurance plan. So at Northwest Quadrant, we have a high deductible uh, health insurance plan. And so we are allowed to have a health savings account. Um, And so it's essentially, think of it as like a savings account where you can contribute uh, every year to it. um, And you get a tax deduction. uh, When you make the contribution, it grows tax-free. And when you take it out, as long as you use it for healthcare expenses, it comes out tax-free. So think of it as, as like a Roth where you get a deduction. Uh, it's it's, triple, ta- it's t- triple tax advantage. It's actually awesome. And so, um, you know, but in order to, to and, and the idea when they came up with these high deductible health insurance plans, so like my deductible on my health insurance, I think is something like 14500 a year that we have to pay out of pocket before uh, health insurance kicks in um, for anything relatively, you know, above just the, the basic stuff. Uh, and so, uh, the, the idea was, well, you just put money in this health savings account and then you use it to pay for those expenses. And if you don't use it all, then you, then that money can grow. The exciting thing about a health savings account is that you can invest that money exactly how you invest the rest of your money. So the problem with health savings accounts nationally is that uh, 91% of these health savings accounts are literally just in the equivalent of a bank account. So people... Do the right thing they, they you know they set the thing up, they contribute the money to it, but then it just sits in a bank account and I think it's not because it, it's just it 's not because people are lazy, they just don 't know they have the option to invest it uh, just as if they w- were investing the rest of their retirement savings so Every single year, I, I contribute the maximum amount into my family health savings account, and literally, I, I, I then the the investment company that's attached to my health savings account is TD Ameritrade. So I just move it into my TD Ameritrade health savings account, and I buy the same exact exchange traded funds that I have in the rest of my investment accounts. Uh, literally the same exact ones. Um, but again, remember, I'm getting the benefit, so I contribute. I think, oh man, what are the what are the limits? My my limit this year. I gotta go through this. Oh, so my limit this year was $7,750. I think I did, did the limit last year, so I need to check that. But this year for a family, you can contribute seven thousand seven hundred fifty dollars, and individuals three thousand eight hundred fifty dollars, um, and that money comes off of your income taxes. So just like a tax deductible IRA, there's no income limits to it. So I, I got that's going to come off my income taxes. Again, it's going to grow tax free, just like a regular IRA, and as long as I use that money uh, for qualified medical expenses, that uh, it comes out tax free. So the way that I think of it is, it's my Roth IRA for retirement, uh, for health and for anything health related. So the idea is. I'm going to keep contributing this thing over time. It's going to grow. And then anytime when I need to pay my uh, Medicare, uh, you know, premiums, all the different things that are healthcare related, as long as I use this pile of money, it comes out tax free. And so I'm going to have to spend, I'm going to have to, have out-of-pocket money anyway for health care costs when my wife and I are retired. So why not go to a place where it can come out tax-free, where I'm using tax-free money? Um, And so these things are awesome. But again, remember, in order to have one, you have to have a high-deductible health insurance plan. Um, You can just call your HR department or go on your benefit page at your company and just – you'll know. I mean it will say that you have an HSA. The thing that's important to do, if you set up an HSA and you contribute to it – If you can afford it, keep paying the stuff out of pocket and let the HSA grow because it is an awesome tool for people when they get to retirement to access uh, on a tax-free basis, and you get the tax deduction on the front end. So it's sort of the best sort of option available. doesn't matter how much money you make. You still get the tax deduction. Um, just make sure when you put the money in there, you invest it according to the, how the rest of your retirement money is is invested. You, you don't want to just leave it in a low interest rate bank account or savings account because it's then it's just pointless to do. So again, a high deductible health insurance plan and the rules are all different, uh, but then make sure you contribute it. Contribute the money that you can to the HSA and then get that money invested as if it was in the rest of your retirement accounts. HSA, high deductible health insurance plan, health savings account. All right. If you have questions about anything, including health savings accounts, or if you qualify, uh, you can call us. The number here is Six seven zero seven one one seven, or you can always send us an email by going to our website Northwest quadrant which we're doing some updates to. Um, if you'd like to be part of the program, also call us. Uh, if you have other questions, eight seven seven six seven zero seven one one seven. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about how do you get cash invested? Should you lump sum it or dollar cost average? Stick around.
3: Washington Trust Bank can't is a four-letter word. I think I'll sell my veggies at the market. You
4: can't even remember to water the house plants. Hey, we need to build a home office. We can't.
1: We're adding another bathroom. I think I'll study programming.
2: Bro, you can't even connect your phone to Bluetooth.
1: Whether
3: you're looking for a personal line of credit to build a home office or a loan to take your business to the next level, we'll help you get there. Go to watrust.com to get started. Washington Trust Bank, member FDIC. Your project, our materials. The independently owned destination for your next outdoor project is Building Solutions in Bend. Stop in today and take advantage of our in-store COBA Home and Garden Show specials. Make your outdoor living space literally cooler with the all-new heat mitigating Trax Transcend Lineage decking and feel the maximum performance of Makita cordless tools and outdoor power equipment. Building Solutions, the quality, selection, and service you expect. Building Solutions in Bend and BuildingsolutionsBend.com. Your project,
5: our materials. Need fencing? Want to save money? The fencing sale is going on now at Coastal.
4: Coastal Farm and
5: Ranch, we're just what the country needs. The right fence can protect what's yours from the rest of the world. Right now, you'll save big on everything you need to build and mend your fences at Coastal. Save 15% on all Powder River and Balin Gates. Plus, save $50 on the 12-foot gray wire-filled gate from Baylin. And right now, buy two, get one free on Key Men's Pants and Jeans. Key Jeans discount taken off equal or lesser value pants and jeans. Save money today during the fencing sale at Coastal. Shop Coastal in-store or online and check out the sales flyer at CoastalCountry.com.
4: Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country
5: needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond.
4: Today, I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool.
3: It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar.
4: Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Read a book on the deck. And after
3: an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free Internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend google stonebriar apartments for details stonebriar professionally managed by norris and stevens stonebriar apartments
4: the best of resort living
0: financial focus radio show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes.
1: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in markets and especially as it relates to our clients' money. So if you wanted to get added to that list, you don't have to be a client, you can just uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just say add me to your e-newsletter list, and that is the only thing that we will send you. So, uh, what's interesting is is people now are interested in the bond market again, right? It's like, oh, wait a second, there's actually some alternative to stocks out there right now, and so there's this giant interest in the stock or in the bond market again uh, because people, especially when stocks get volatile, they want to know what their options are, um, and so they, you know, that people out there are happily happy to, to say, Oh, I can give you this 5% U S treasury. Uh, but I would just caution all of you to get to talk, to not get too over, uh, excited about bonds. When you look at the annualized real return for bonds, uh, going back to 1900, it was except from, so there was a, a about a 40 year period from 1982 to 2021, um, where Bonds did extraordinarily well. And the reason that that happened, if you think about, go back to 1982, 1981, 1982, remember if you were around an adult back then, if you wanted to buy a house, you were borrowing money at 18%. So we had U.S. Treasuries at north of 15%, uh, we had money markets paying 18%. And so interest rates were extraordinarily high, if you remember, that was coming off of the 70s when Paul Volcker was the chairman of the Fed and he had to keep raising interest rates to tame inflation. But in order to to tame inflation, he had to get rates really, really high. And so. Since 1982, rates have come obviously down and they got down to essentially zero. Well, bond prices and bond yields have an inverse relationship. So as yields were coming down, bond prices were going up. So the long bond from 1982 to 2021 did almost as well as stocks with a fraction of the volatility. Uh, But if you go back further to 1900 and you look at from 1900 to to 1949, real returns for bonds were essentially zero when you factor in inflation. From 1950 to 1981, real returns were essentially zero. We think we're going back to one of those times where rates are going to be moving higher, which means bond prices are going to be lower. So the real return, when I say real return, I mean after inflation return of bonds, probably for the next 40 years or 35 years – is going to be close to zero. So you can feel good about the lack of price volatility. You can't feel good about keeping your purchasing power up. Where is that going to come from? That's going to come from owning stocks. That will come from owning businesses in the market uh, that have pricing power um, that will do better on, from a real return basis uh, than the bond market. And, and of course, have, that comes with volatility, but that's the price you have to pay.
2: All you have to do is think about what, how much higher the premium was on a risk-free yield back – when inflation the last time inflation was this high. And uh, it was uncertain trade when you did it back in the early 1980s and the late 1970s, but uh, interest rates now don't offer you anywhere near the relative degree of compensation that they did back 40 years ago. Uh, so, yeah, it's a f- trade that might feel good uh, sitting in a CD or whatever else when you're doing it because you're not seeing volatility in, in your balance, but uh, it's a trade that guarantees that you're not really going to do that well.
1: On a real basis. Yeah. All right. So a lot of Americans are uh, worried about the, you know, the economy and the, a lot of them are leaving their money on the sidelines rather than investing in the market. So Allianz Life Insurance Company of North America did a survey. They surveyed a thousand investors. 63% of those people uh, said they're keeping their money out of the market, while 62% they would prefer to leave it in cash. And so, uh, you know, when when stocks go down, that feels like it's the right decision, right? And so... Um, you know what ends up happening if you ever get your money back invested in the market almost everybody gets their money back into in the market at a higher level than where they got out so it's just we just know the data is overwhelming that that's happening and so Josh and I thought to ourselves like when when somebody comes to us with cash meaning their money's not invested it's a liquidation of a business or a real estate or whatever it is uh, and that's and that money's in cash and they want to get it invested in the markets you know what's the best way to do it? And there's really two ways to think about going to do it. But the first thing we we say is, look, you got to get this invested that, you know, how, how we do it is up for debate, but you got to get it invested. So there's, there's two options, really. There's the lump sum, meaning you take all the cash and you just put it in the market, the asset allocation that you've chosen. Um, And, you know, most people think what if that was a good decision or not based on the next, what happens in the next 30 days (laughs) Uh, or, The alternative is you can do something that's called dollar cost averaging, where you take the amount of money and you divide it by um, some period of time, let's say uh, a a year. And you say, I'm going to invest on on the third Friday of every month. I'm going to invest a 12th of this money. And then over a year you'll get that money invested. And so psychologically for a lot of people, uh, that is easy easier it makes them feel a little bit better in, in practice though people don't even follow through with that one yeah <laughs> because if markets well, but, go
2: down after your initial initially contemplated period uh, we see tons of iterations where they don't actually have the meant the fortitude to actually pull the trigger while it's say, happening they
1: say well i'll just wait till it goes lower yeah. right yeah so so the, the first question is, is which better's op- which option is better and so here's the data. And this is just the data that comes from Schwab and a lot of the other places that, and, and just, you know, just in us knowing how markets work that 80% of any given year. So you look at the stock market, 80% of the time, the stock market is higher at the end of the year than it was at the beginning of the year. So eight out of 10 years, markets are higher. And so statistically you're, you know, you would want to lump sum that money because statistically you're going to come on ahead two out of 10 years. You're not, but um, you know, we, we don't, unfortunately nobody knows what one of those two years is going to happen. And so statistically it's better to lump sum it. Um, and then it, the other thing is Schwab did a study and they looked at, uh, you know, if you if you lump sum money versus dollar cost average, so they said from 2001 to 2020, if you started with $2,000 and you invested either in a lump sum in the S&P or dollar cost average that in the S&P, which would do better, the lump sum still comes out ahead, uh, believe it or not. And, and in 2001, that was in a down market. Uh, so, you would think dollar cost averaging would work, but no, because remember once you lump sum it you 're also getting the the advantage of the the dividends being rest, reinvested as they as they pay out so uh, but you know we we understand so the, the thing that we tell people is look statistically lump summing is the best thing to do, but as I said, most of you will judge whether it was a good or not decision, not on what happens over the next five years. you decide what if it was a good decision over the next 30 days and that obviously is not fair and so what's better for almost all of you is that dollar cost averaging but you have to create rules around it so that what Josh just said doesn't happen to you where you chicken out you say eh, I think it's going to keep getting worse you let the news me you know all of that hit you in the face and you say it's going to get worse because here's the deal markets bottom way before the economy bottoms and so you're not going to be able to pick that catch that falling knife you just have to say okay i'm going to pick a period of time and i'm going to pick a day in that period of time where i'm going to keep investing the money no matter what the market's doing until i get that money invested and you have to stick that's where the rules come the, and you have par- to stick the to the
2: paradox it. is even when you get a 2022 which is like you know golden a period of time for dollar cost averaging you're not going to, it's like catching a falling knife while it's happening because it always feels like there's going to be a better deal just by waiting. And the best time to start was yesterday, but the next best time is today.
1: Yeah, so lump sum statistically is the best, and, but we know how investor behavior works. So we all we want you to do is get the money invested. And so we say if the only way you're going to do that, it's a dollar cast average. Pick that route. Just make sure whatever route you pick, you do one of them and you stick to it. And you do, then if you do, don't determine whether it's the right move or not based on the next 30 days or three months or even six months, uh, You know, investing is the long game. All right. If you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment for us, uh, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Um, When we come back, we'll tackle some of your email questions, so stick around.
0: Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or northwestquadrantwealth.com.
6: Talk 1110, KBND, Ben. Hey, Duck fans, this is Don Essing to tell you your Ducks return to Autzen Stadium on Saturday, April 29th at 1 o'clock for the 2023 Spring Game. The team's been working hard, and we want to see you there. Bring your prepackaged food item to benefit food for Lane County, and get ready, because this team is going to give you a great show with nonstop action. Bring your family and friends. We'll see you in Autzen Stadium April 29th, and remember, it never rains in Autzen Stadium.
4: This week, the Central Oregon RV Spring Show and Sale is back in full at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds. Hundreds of campers, RVs, and more for you to explore. We're checking in with Brian Zeneker from All Seasons RV & Marine. Brian, what are you excited to show off at this year's show?
0: I think the biggest thing is the adventure vans. That seems to be the way that a lot of people are going right now. They want small vans that they can park like a regular car and take and still have all of the RVs facilities as far as having a bathroom, a kitchen, and a place to sleep. These vans are set up to where you can take them pretty much anywhere. Since they're four-wheel drive, you can take them up in the snow. You can take them out, out in the woods. They're not limited like an RV.
4: If somebody sees something they like, what are the next steps?
0: We have financing at the show. We have specials from some of the credit unions locally that are going to give really good rates for the show. We can help you put together a deal on just about anything we have.
4: Thanks, Brian. Don't miss the Central Oregon RV show and sale happening now at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds in Redmond. For over a century, local radio has evolved with the needs of the community. From politics to pop culture, we keep you informed, bringing you the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text radio to 52886
7: and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Fabulous tales and myths abound about the power of diamonds. They have long been associated with devotion, honor, and strength. It is why diamond was the choice of nobility when it came to sealing marital vows. Today, besides being used in engagement rings, it is also the birthstone for April. Did you know that diamond comes in 12 colors? Some you've heard of. Champagne, cognac, chocolate, and pink diamonds come from the argyle mines of Australia but black, blue, yellow, green, purple, and red diamonds come from elsewhere. When diamond crystals form, often boron or nitrogen are present. These cause an otherwise colorless diamond crystal to change colors, but only if heat is present long enough. Today, these diamonds are heated to allow the color change process to finish in a natural and permanent way. We'd love to show you what these colors look like, so stop by and see them at Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center on 5th and Fur in Redmond, or find us at SatterleyJewelers.com.
2: Cashback is
3: not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. John,
7: what are you doing? Get in my
3: car. So why are you walking to work? (sighs) Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They're draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do, because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Oh, wait. You're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually... Add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now.
4: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FULL for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FULL. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FULL for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Full.
0: The mission is clear: give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice
1: monthly e-newsletter. It's hair stuff. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988. And just let us know you'd like a free retirement review. Or you can email us too if you go to our website. The U.S. federal budget deficit continues to widen, hitting a 13-month high of $1.8 trillion in the month of March. Any notion of a debt ceiling is, of course, a farce. The U.S. government continues to spend money like a drunken sailor. I think that's an insult to drunken sailors. It's become more and much more difficult to ignore the rising debt load given the rapidly rising cost to service that debt. The interest expense, ready for this, on U.S. public debt... <laughs> This is mind-boggling, rose to $812 billion over the past year, which is a record high. If it continues to increase at the current pace, it will soon be the largest line item in the federal budget, surpassing Social Security. So the interest on in our debt is soon going to be our largest line item. You know the funny thing is about – the human brain. We can't even comprehend the number one trillion, but we're going to be paying out a trillion dollars just in interest to service our debt. It's also concerning that,
2: you know, usually fiscal deficits spike in the midst of a recession because the government's engaging in fiscal stimulus in the recession. But here we are with, you know, continuing to see an expanding economy and deficits are ballooning. And then, you know, whether or not we have a recession, the deficit will, of course, dramatically balloon. Uh, not necessarily, you know, that's, that's tough.
1: The hard part is that the U S government and the U S consumer behave pretty much the same way. There's not a lot of difference, you know, it's just mind boggling to think, uh, and, you know, this is when the people that get concerned about the U S dollar, uh, they have some validity in this concern, but, um, you know, there's not a lot of countries that are in much better shape if if you, if you really want to think about it. And then we're seeing, um, you know, obviously in the United States, we're seeing inflation come in lower, but I'm looking at a chart from creative planning. Um, most countries around the world, their year-over-year year inflation numbers are coming in coming in lower. Um, the only two that were uh, higher were the United Kingdom. They're still at and 10.5%. And of course, Argentina is still at 104% in inflation. Venezuela is only 500% in inflation. Is Venezuela the country that decided to, to do the Bitcoin experiment as their El Salvador. That was El Salvador. Yeah, yeah that worked. but did you get that chart I sent you of the Argentinian stock market
2: over the last four years? <laughs> yeah, you, I'm, is that where you put your money? <laughs> no, but uh, in inflation-adjusted terms, the Argentinian market is uh, the best best thing to own uh, in that country. It, because, of course, stocks are just a nominal reflection of value. best thing to own
1: in that country is the, being the <laughs> leader of the country. best and thing to army. own is
2: uh, Lionel, Lionel Messi.
1: Yeah. Okay, we got an email from a Greg and Bend. Uh, Greg says, I'm losing money on my investments. How can my advisor let this happen? I'm constantly losing money on stock and cryptocurrency investments, and I paid for the advice that has given me the information that I've used to do this. For example, I was told to buy a specific stock and lost money the whole time when I invested in it, and in it, what can I do? I'll
2: let you handle that one.
1: Uh, well, Greg, uh, so, I mean, I, I, this is one of those situations, and we get people in our office all the time, uh, prospective clients that do our take us up on a free retirement view, and one of the things that I—it happens in our industry is that there's a misunderstanding between the client and the advisor about the sort of roles that they're both playing. And so having an understanding about the relationship is important and the roles that both of you play in the relationship. So, you know, we invest money, for example, uh, on behalf of our clients on a discretionary basis. So we figure out what their tolerance for risk is. And then we match a port, we build a portfolio that is appropriate for, for that client. Uh, but we have discretion on what to buy and when to buy and sell and all that stuff. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're not dependent on the client. We're not making recommendations. We just uh, invest the money for them. And so this might be a situation where, you know, the recommendations are being made, and then you're buying them. But this person's not managing your money. They're just giving you recommendations. And so uh, the first red flag in this is cryptocurrency. You know, I don't. The idea that uh, financial advisors are are allocating their client money to cryptocurrency to me is is dangerous, and it doesn't make any sense to me uh, because I always want to be allocating client money. Uh, to something that is understandable and is backed by something, uh, whether it be earnings or the full faith and credit of the US government or, you know, whatever it might be. But cryptocurrency is not really backed by anything. And so um, that's the first red flag. Uh, But the other thing, you know, not in the the business of defending other advisors, but, you know, the market was down last year. And so, you you know, you weren't the only one that lost money uh, that had an advisor last year. So, you know, our clients their accounts were lower last year and they still paid us. And so you're not paying your financial advisor to know what's going to happen in the market because if you think about that, you take the logic out on that. If I knew or Josh knew or any financial advisor knew what was going to happen in the market, we would all be billionaires because and we wouldn't need any clients. So there's no financial advisor that knows what's going to happen in the short-term movement of the market and can trade your money accordingly. If that person does not exist. They might profess to Pretend to exist, but they don't exist. And so all of you out there thinking you're hiring your financial advisor to know what's going to happen with the market in the short term. That guy or girl does not exist. I know over enough time. You give me enough time. I know what's going to happen in the market, um, but so does everybody else. Okay. We got an email from Jeffrey in Redmond. Uh, What would cause a mutual fund price to decrease by 25%? When the market does not indicate such a decrease so most likely jeffrey what happened is you own an actively managed mutual fund uh i would assume this probably happened to you in december but actively managed mutual funds uh so there's a portfolio manager that is buying and selling securities um and you know let's say at the end of the year there they have a realized gain on their portfolio so you know, they have a bunch of stocks and bonds on their portfolio and over the, the stocks that they, and bonds that they sold throughout the year, they had gains on. Well, guess what? They have to distribute those gains to the shareholders of the fund uh, that own the fund. And so that's called a capital gain distribution. And so in the month of December, usually these mutual fund companies uh, do their capital gain distributions. And so what happens is let's say your, your share, the mutual fund share price is $100 a share. And they have a 10% capital gain distribution. So $10 gets distributed per every share you own. The NAV of the mutual fund, the price of the mutual fund, drops by the amount of the capital gain distribution. So in that case, it would drop 10%. So, Jeffrey, what happened in your case is most likely you had a really big capital gain distribution of 25%, especially if it happened in one day. So economically, there's no difference because you're getting the capital gain distribution and most people have that reinvested. So you have the same economic value uh, that you had before. You just have more shares. But unfortunately, Jeffrey, if it's in a taxable investment account you have to pay taxes on that distribution. So even though you didn't get the money, you didn't necessarily get the benefit of it, you have to pay taxes. And so it's another one of the reasons and a very important reason that Josh and I don't own actively managed mutual funds for our clients or ourselves because they are not tax efficient. So an exchange traded fund is going to be infinitely more tax efficient than a mutual fund that distributes large capital gains. Because last time I checked, the only money that I can spend is my after tax money. So not only are fees is important and you know, knowing what you own is important, being tax efficient is important. And so that's sort of the thing that's lost when you talk about indexing versus actively managed funds, especially in taxable investment accounts, is that most of these things aren't very tax efficient. Uh, and so not only are you, you know, the, you're underperforming, uh, you know, you're, you're not really necessarily always owning what you think you are, you're also uh, in a very tax inefficient uh, place. Okay, real quick. uh, This is from Christopher S. uh, uh, IRA or 401k, which is better? Uh, Well, you know, that depends on a lot of things, Christopher. Uh, I would say, you know, the IRA contribution limits are much lower. So for 2023, uh, if you're under 50, you can contribute $6,500. If you're over 50, you can contribute $7,500 in a 401k your contribution limits are north of 24,000. Uh, so you can contribute a lot more, uh, in a, in a 401k. Um, the, the is in an IRA, you obviously have unlimited investment choices. You can invest wherever you want in your 401k. You can only invest in the choices in the 401k. So while contribution limits are higher, you usually are limited to, to whatever is in the 401k plan, 20 or 25 investments. Uh, hopefully you have a good one, but, um, the think the other thing i'd tell you is in 401k a lot of companies match your contributions up to somewhere between three and six percent so if you have a match then the 401k is better and you should contribute to that all right if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter josh and i do a video in the middle and end of every month uh so get added to our email uh e-newsletter list go to our website northwest quadrant wealth send us an email list just let us know you'd like to be added to that when we come back we'll do one last segment of your email so stick around
6: Life River Ready Mix is looking for truck drivers and those looking for a career change. And here's the bottom line up front. Our full-time truck drivers make $75,000 to $85,000 a year, plus medical and dental benefits and vision coverage and a retirement plan and profit sharing and eight paid holidays and flexible weekday hours, all while driving in our local hometowns knife river ready mix truck drivers make more money get more benefits and see more of their kids ball games so if you're a work hard play hard kind of person who needs a better quality of life we want you driving for us knife river ready mix is offering ride-alongs to qualified interested drivers that's a no obligation check it out kind of deal Take the first step and call Knife River Ready Mix at 541-388-0445 or go online to kniferiver.com slash jobs. kniferiver.com slash jobs.
4: The RV fleet is back at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds. The Central Oregon RV spring show and sale is this week. And I'm talking with Ryan Kelly from Beaver Coach Sales and Service. Ryan, what did you bring out to the show?
3: We really want to make it special for clients this year. So instead of just bringing all of our inventory, we hand selected certain units and certain floor plans at just the right prices to really help customers get into something without wasting too much time walking around being overwhelmed with the selection. Our best prices, our best floor plans putting our best foot forward
4: what new innovations are you excited to show off
3: Well, integration technology is definitely the biggest thing to talk about with RVs right now. They're packing more technology into these units than ever before. Digital dash, touchscreen integration, collision mitigation systems for the luxury Class A, 360-degree cameras, and making parking a lot easier.
4: So many new innovations to check out. Thanks, Ryan. The Central Oregon RV Spring Show and Sale, now at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds in Redmond.
3: Your project, our materials. The independently owned destination for your next outdoor project is Building Solutions in Bend. Stop in today and take advantage of our in-store COBA Home and Garden Show specials. Make your outdoor living space literally cooler with the all-new heat mitigating Trax Transcend Lineage decking and feel the maximum performance of Makita cordless tools and outdoor power equipment. Building Solutions, the quality, selection, and service you expect. Building Solutions in Bend and BuildingsolutionsBend.com. Your project, our materials. Are your investments going nowhere? Here's a tip that always pays big dividends. Invest in yourself, your talent, your smarts, your skills. Maybe it's time to make that investment and start a career in IT or upskill to boost your current career. At My Computer Career, you can bank on us. We'll help you get the right skills and the right certifications to start or advance your IT career. IT keeps growing, so go with the growth at My Computer Career. The right training, the right timing, the right career. Invest in you at mycomputercareer.edu. Start now.
7: Want your business to blossom? Give it stronger roots with fast, dependable internet from TDS. Our fiber-backed network delivers unmatched reliability and all the bandwidth you need to hit your goals and then some. Speed start at 100 meg. Plus, it comes with a 60-day risk-free trial. So why wait? Give your business what it needs to grow. Switch to TDS. Internet speeds are up to and not guaranteed. Subject to availability. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant investment advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800 743 0988. Again, 800 743 0988.
1: Welcome back. Call our office if you want a free retirement view from one of us. We'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least 500000 of investable dollars, call us. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So I was watching the nightly news with Lester Holt. Is that his name? NBC Nightly News, Lester Holt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had. uh, they we're talking about all the cars being impounded, uh, and it was crazy. They're showing all these, you know, repo men going to get cars. That'd be crazy going to get somebody's car. But um, so, new cars are becoming increasingly, cr- increasingly unaffordable. The average monthly payment for a car has skyrocketed to seven hundred and seventy-seven dollars a month, which is nearly dub- double the average payment in late twenty nineteen. That's according to Kelly Blue Book. Seventeen uh, percent of co- consumers who financed a new car in the first quarter of this year had a monthly payment of over $1,000. That's a record high, <laughs> up from just 6% in 2021. What's driving it? Higher prices and higher financing rates. The average interest rate on a 48-month new car loan has moved up to 7.5%. That's the highest we've seen since 2007. A year ago, that number was 4.8%. And obviously, 80% of U.S. cars are financed. I didn't know that, was, that number was so high. Do you think the CRV is worth the uh an average monthly car I don't payment? know if the impound lot would even <laughs> take your CRV. Josh is living the, living that what what we say on this radio show though. He's that de- Josh loves cars. So this is the funniest thing about Josh. He loves cars, he loves fast cars, he loves expensive cars, he loves European cars, but Josh drives a car that might be worth as much as the sneakers I have on right now. And so I will give him credit for that because it's the right thing to do financially. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, have... the little ladies that drive around in Bend and you guys wave every time you drive by each other, it's good I put for the,
2: you. I put the visor down so no one can see <laughs> it, but I've, I've trapped myself in the prison of frugality.
1: Yeah. It's good for you. Your kids will be better off for it instead of spoiled brats like I have. Okay. We got an email from a JR here in Bend. By the way, when Josh gets the Porsche, I'm going to make sure I sit on the radio too. So (laughs) it's coming. Uh, Jr. here in Bend. uh, Hopefully, you know who you are. Uh, My mother and father are both retired, and they live on a fixed income. My father, unfortunately, is paralyzed due to a stroke. Sorry about to hear about that. My mom and I are taking care of him. My my parents' IRA is with Merrill Lynch and has lost a third of its value. No surprise. Uh, My mother wants to transfer it to a much safer place with far less risk do you have any ideas for her uh well so first of all JR, um you know merrill Lynch has options to move it to a safer place so if you really like your financial advisor at merrill Lynch that can still be an option it doesn't it's not like you, the only way you can be at merrill Lynch is to own um high risk investments that's not a, a, that's not true. So Merrill has a smorgasbord of investments. They have a giant bond department. Uh, You can buy bonds. So um, yes, that is an option. You have to, you have to ask yourself, what are the reasons for making this change? And it sounds like uh, you're making the change based on what the market's doing, not based on your parents' circumstances. So we tell all of our clients and all the people that listen to this radio show, you need to make portfolio changes based on life circumstances, not what the market is doing. Because if you're making decisions based on what the market is doing. You're always going to be behind the eight ball and your performance is going to be a disaster. Uh, and so that's why you can't be making those decisions based on the market because you're always going to be behind the actual right decision, right? Because you wait for the market to go down and then you get out of the market. So you're selling at a low um, and then you wait for the market to go up and they get back in the market and you're, selling, and you're buying it at a high. So market-based decisions are always a disaster and too many people make them and, and we know how those those end up. So yes, you can move it, but I would say what you should be doing is saying is maybe building a more balanced portfolio that can withstand uh market drawdowns um like a 60% stock 40% bond or 50-50 or whatever it might be uh so you still have some uh purchasing power in there I, you don't say how old your parents are but let's say your mom lives another 35 years or 30 years um she's going to need some purchasing power uh Investments, you know, things that will p- protect your purchasing power over time. And that's going to come from the stock market, which goes along with the volatility.
2: There's definitely something to be said about limitations at a particular wirehouse or whatever, you know, at a specific financial advisory firm, think of like Edward Jones or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> Don't confuse like what you actually own with the firm itself. In most cases, I think we'd say because you know it touches on that whole theme that we try to talk about a lot, which is like diversification from one advisory. That diversification is not being at one advisory firm and another. Uh, You can own the same things just in a different wrapper. Uh, It's really important to know actually what you own underlying uh, that particular fund.
1: Uh, So we got an email from Ray. Ray says. How do money market mutual funds differ from mutual funds? How are money market funds similar to depository institutions? So a money market is, in fact, Ray, a mutual fund. It has the same structure as a mutual fund. Um, if you think about what a mutual fund is, it owns different securities. So mutual funds can own lots of different kinds of securities. So you can own a bond mutual fund. You can own a stock mutual fund. You can own uh, you know, international stock. So, and, and a money market mutual fund just owns very short, term fixed income instruments. And so it is a mutual fund. The the structure, it's a 1940 act uh, mutual fund. The structure is the same as a stock mutual fund. Just what it owns is different. Uh, and how it's different from depository institution, well a depository, depository like a bank or a credit union bank is going to be FDIC, FDIC insured uh, and so that's going to be a very different animal. You're not investing in securities if you uh, have money in a savings account or a checking account or in a money market. You It is an actual registered security uh, that your money is going to be invested in just like any other. It's just what it owns is different. Okay. Bernie says I'm over 72. What can I do about avoiding the required minimum distribution tax bite? I have a steady stream of other income. So this is a common situation where people, Um, have to take money out of their traditional IRA or traditional investment accounts, uh, traditional retirement accounts. Um, They're called required minimum distributions. The government wants you to take that money out so they can tax it. Uh, And so one of the things you can do, Bernie, if you don't need the money and you're charitably inclined, you can do what's called a qualified charitable distribution, QCD for short. And as long as that money goes directly from your IRA, wherever your IRA is, uh, housed at whatever custodian it's housed, it goes directly from that custodian to the charity, and the charity has to be a five hundred one c three five hundred one c three recognized charity. Meaning by the IRS says it's an actual charity. Um, uh, then that money is not going to be taxable to you. Uh, so a lot of our clients that are giving money to charity, we say have us send it from your IRA if you're in the RMD part of your life because. The charity doesn't care from a tax perspective, and it saves you having to pay money on, on that or, or or if you're going to deduct it on your taxes as a charitable contribution. It just makes it much easier. So two things that are really important about a qualified charitable distribution. One, it has to go from your custodian to the charity. You can't get your hands on it. That's a very, really important one. And the charity has to be a 501c3. It can't be your kids or grandkids. Uh, All right, that is our show this week. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week.
0: Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.